What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Writing with Sean podcast. I can't believe that we are three weeks into this project, and really, for me, that means four weeks because I got a week head start uh, before the 90-day challenge that is to write your first novel in 90 days, uh, starting in September and ending December 1st. And uh, that's assuming that you're going to write 75,000 words and that you're writing about 5,000 words a week or 1,000 words a day, five days a week, which is what my personal goal is. By the way, if you're enjoying this podcast, uh, please consider going on your phone or computer and going to Spotify or iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and a short, kind comment. That makes a huge difference in how well this podcast is ranked, if you will. And I have big plans for the podcast more than just covering the process of writing this first novel, but we're going to try to get uh, some decent indie authors on to share their experience and what's been, uh, what's helped them be successful, all kinds of things like that. Um, also, I've written uh, a couple of books and published them on Amazon. I'm very familiar with all the tools like Scrivener and Valium and uh, just a process of getting a book into Amazon. So, I'll be covering all those sorts of things on this podcast as we move further into this journey. But for now, we're talking about accomplishing this dream, pushing past fears and insecurities, and writing our first novel. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about point of view as far as what viewpoint, vantage point, is the book written from. And that'll be kind of the main topic for today. Um, But before we get into that, let me go ahead and go over the statistics for last week and answer the question, did I stay on track and get my 5,000 words written for last week? And the answer is yes, I did. And in fact, I even got my words done this morning, which was hectic. The day that I do the podcast is the day that I do other podcasts, plus a day job, plus <laughs> it's a it's a hectic day. It's hard to get that thousand words in, um, but we managed to do that. All right. So last week, I let's see if I can find. Okay. So I wrote four days last week. Uh, Monday was Labor Day. I took a long weekend. Uh, so Tuesday I wrote 1,000 or 1,328 words. Wednesday it was 1,316, 1,356 on Thursday, and 1,492 on Friday, getting me over that 5,000 word uh, for the week. I'm currently, my manuscript is currently at 18,785 words. And that keeps me on track. I need to write 972 five days a week to be to have that first draft done uh, by December 1st. So we're 25% into the book. And I never imagined I would actually get past two chapters uh, when I was first thinking about the possibility of writing a novel. And to be 25% into the book and have a decent idea of how I kind of want things to climax and end, uh, I got to tell you, I'm pretty happy with at least that. Uh, am I happy with how good the book is or how well character development is or how well world building has been? Well, again, 
It's the first draft, right? And the real magic happens during the rewrite. So we uh, will see how that goes. Uh, but I did get, like I said, I did get it done. And I'm off to a good start this week. Uh, got over a thousand yesterday. And technically I wrote 1,400 and so almost 1,500 words to this morning. One thing I have noticed, and I've heard about this, and I'm starting to experience it, and that is this idea that when you when the, the, the start a book and to end a book isn't the difficult part. It's that big piece in the middle. That's where it gets hard. That's where the writer's block kind of happens. And I have to admit, over the weekend... Because I'm at that kind of point where I got to do the big middle chunk now, right? I've written the first 25%, the intro into the chaos. I've escalated issues and sent my characters into all kinds of terribleness. And I know how I want to fix that and do things in the end. But now I got to fill in the gaps, if you will. And uh, this is not easy. Um because you've got to keep it interesting. You have to, you know, so I'm kind of using it as an opportunity to kind of go more in depth with the world, more in depth with the magic system, how that works, the class system and those sorts of things. But I have to admit over the weekend, I was just struggling. What am I going to do? Like, what's the next thing? What am I going to do? And something that's just keeps working for me over and over and over when I don't know where I'm going with the story. I just sit down and I just start writing. I just pick up where it left off and just go with it. And and eventually, once you kind of settle in, you get a couple hundred words down, ideas start to flow, and you kind of get into that state of mind, and then the story starts to build. And so most times, so this is, I've I've been writing for three weeks now, or is it four weeks? I can't even keep track. Um. And most of the time when I sit down, I'm, I have no idea where the story's going. But I just write, and I just build on what's already there, and things happen, and things come to me. And then it gives me ideas for things in the end, and things for the rewrite, because the, the front end of my book needs a huge rewrite. Specifically, the first chapter needs a massive rewrite. But I have some ideas for that. That's come from... Just getting in there and getting your hands dirty and just making it happen. And so if you're struggling a little bit with writer's block and you don't know where to go with your story and you've got, you know, you've got that first quarter done, my advice to you is just sit down. You make a rule that at 9 a.m. I'm writing until I have a thousand words down or whatever, whatever you can make work in your schedule. Or I've got an hour today, and even if I have to sit here and stare at the screen for 60 minutes with absolutely no other distractions, I'm not allowed to check email, I'm not allowed to do, you know, no distractions. Even if it means I'm just sitting here thinking about my story, that's the focus. And we have to set aside that time. If you're serious about wanting to be an author, and I know that I am, not just a nonfiction author, but I'm serious about becoming a fiction author, specifically in sci-fi and fantasy, then there's got to be rules. And the rule is, is that five days a week, I'm writing a thousand words one way or another. And so that's kind of my approach. 
another another thing that I'm just really trying to get better at. And what I've noticed is is that the more you write, the better you do get. You do get better. And so that's why the rewrite is so important. If this is your first book, first you know fiction book like it is for me, that rewrite's going to be a, it's going to be massive because by the time I get to the end of my book, I'm going to be a much better writer than I was when I started the process like 90 days ago. So that rewrite is huge because now we're going to take everything we've kind of learned and now we're going to do the rewrite, except we're so much further skilled. We've spent three months writing a thousand words a day. Look, I'm a huge runner. Like that's one of my biggest hobbies. And I've had a lot of success in running even in my 40s, going to big, big events. And people will ask me, you know, like, what's the secret sauce? And the secret sauce for running or weightlifting or writing is all the same. There's no magical element. It's consistency. It's every day I'm going to get better somehow. Every day I'm going to do something that makes me better at this thing that I'm passionate about. Consistency is where everybody falls apart, no matter what the skill set is. I see people who they want to run a marathon, they want or they want to run a fast 5K, and I check up on them and I'm like, well, "What? Are you? I'm like, did you run five days a week? Did you do the strength training? Did you do these things?" And they, the answer is like, "Well, I couldn't do it because of this on this day and the kids that day." And there's a billion excuses. And that's why there's no improvement. Well, it's that same mindset, that same truth translates into writing or anything else, music, whatever it is that you're wanting to be great at. You have to put in the hours. You have to put in the thousand hours, so to speak, to be an expert on a topic, to be great at a craft. By sitting down and writing this novel, thousand words a day, Three months doing this, and then you got to do the rewrite. I don't know how long that's going to take me. A couple months. I mean, I might be looking at February or March before I actually publish this book. How much better of a writer am I going to be at the end of this process? My first book might be terrible, but I wonder if the second one will be good. Do you see what I'm see where I'm going with this? The issue is that nobody wants to do the dirty work that gets you to being the expert that gets you to being the professional. This is how we get there, by consistently saying we're going to do it. One of the things that's a challenge that I'm learning is this idea of show, don't tell. We've all heard that expression. I know I'm just jumping all over the place with the podcast, by the way. I'm just talking about the things that I've kind of thought deeply about the last week. Show, don't tell is difficult. Sounds easy. The concept sounds easy, right? You show it. Don't tell it. Don't say that they were cold. Show them shivering, right? But hey, the, the, that can get pretty hard sometimes. But again, through consistently saying, oh, I kind of just told them that this was happening. I need to rewrite this sentence and show them that it's happening. Like all of these things will make you better. Using strong verbs instead of bunch of adverbs, you know, he was really, really scared, you know, or how about he was terrified 
That sounds a lot better than he was really scared. Remove the adverb, have a strong verb. Like, again, practicing, practicing this, practicing this. I'm not going to say she was really tired. I'm going to say she was exhausted. She yawned. She was so exhausted. You know, there's ways to do, there's ways to write these sentences in a way that's more powerful, easier to understand and read, frankly. And again, it's all about consistency. If I go read my fifth chapter that I've written, compare it to my first chapter, my fifth chapter wants to laugh at my first chapter as far as how well it's written, how well the show versus tell is happening. Um, adverbs versus strong verbs, those sorts of things. Um, trying to avoid saying suddenly such and such happened, right? Instead of just having that thing happen suddenly. All things that I'm trying to get better at and that I'm keeping at the forefront of my mind as I'm writing. Again, consistency, consistency, consistency. I guess the theme of this pos- podcast today is consistency is king. And I don't care what it is that you're trying to be good at. Anything you're trying to be good at. So anyway, that's what I wanted to start the podcast with talking about. Consistency, focusing on those little things like show versus telling, using strong verbs instead of a lot of adverbs, showing that something happened suddenly versus saying it happened suddenly. And the consistency and understanding that, yes, my first draft is going to be garbage, But then by the time I get to my rewrite, I've got a lot I've learned. And you can confidently rewrite those chapters. And uh, I'll be talking a lot about that process as I get to it. Uh, Which hopefully will be in December. Uh, Hopefully we achieve our goal of having this manuscript done by December 1st. We are on track for that. All right. Let's switch gears. I'm just going to talk about this briefly. And it's one of the things, again, I'm talking about and sharing about the things that I'm trying to keep at the forefront of my mind. Okay? Viewpoint. What's the point of view that this is being written in? And again, consistency is king. Staying consistent with that viewpoint. So there's really only a couple of ways that the viewpoints are written in fiction. Well, I would say three main categories and then subcategories to that. We're not going to get into all of this, just the basics here. So you have second person, which nobody uses, right? I don't even know of a book written in second person. That would be weird. I'm sure there is some. And then you have first person, right? That's where you kind of have like the stories being told either like a diary or it's being told like, uh, you know, somebody's telling the story almost like a memory or a flashback or uh, this or a cinematic view. It's being told in first person. Um, a book that I'm thinking of would be Hunger Games. Hunger Games is a, is a great example of like that first person. So it's like Katniss is the narrator, right? And she's talking about the Hunger Games as the events occur from her point of view. So the story is always being told in that first person view as she recounts like the history and the experience that she's having. 
So that's one way that they're written. That, and that's a good example because that, that would be, that'd be classified as science fiction, right? Sci-fi, right? At least I believe so. Um, but most books, at least in, at least in the sci-fi fantasy genre, um, are kind of what's called omniscient. But it's also called uh, like third-person omniscient. And that's where the story's always being told from one point of view, but the characters and the point of views change. And that's the aspect, that's the point of view that I've taken. So examples of that would be Way of Kings, Lord of the Rings. Um, so in my story so far, um, it's been told primarily from two people's point of view. So, but it can only be that one person's point of view. And I've kind of, ha- I've went back where I remembered like early on where I would like have it going through my protagonist and then my secondary character who's, who could be argued as the primary character. Like it's going to, you know, it'll be debatable, I guess, in, in my book, I had to go and change that because I had a chapter where they were both kind of having a point of view and you can't do that. Um, now, there are occurrences where in the story, and especially in, happens towards the end of books when your climb, when the climax is happening, right? When the final buildup is happening, where you need to perspective, where you need multiple perspectives and you can do like a page break in the chapter. Um, I had to do that. I created a flashback. I know that's a no, no, but for, I love flashbacks. <laughs> so I've got, I've got one in there to kind of, but it lends to the story. And it connects dots, and I think it's satisfying. Uh, but in the flashback, I had my protagonist, but then I had to end the flashback with the view of another character, and so I just did a page break in that character's view. So that's th- that's third person omniscient, I guess is what you would call it. I'm sure there's all kinds of ways to kind of categorize that. Um, you know, the the Way of Kings by Brandon Sanderson is notorious for, you know, one chapter is this person's viewpoint. One, the next chapter is this few person's viewpoint and the next chapter is this person's viewpoint. And he does many viewpoints throughout the book. Um, so that's what it is. I'm going to keep it simple. I'm going to try to keep it with just within mostly the two, the two main characters in the book. Uh, but then that means you've got to do a good job of learning how to kind of write your sub characters, personalities and stuff like that without their point of view, which I can get a little hairy. That gets a little tricky. I've even found even my own characters. It's, it's definitely skill that I'm learning that I hope that I'm a lot better at by the end of the first draft, as far as making the characters have that thing, you know, the personality and everything they need to, to be able to connect to them. So that's really the, the, you know, the main points of views. Um, really it's first person or it's third person limited. I guess you could do like a true omniscience where you as the reader has, you know, unlimited access to the character's thoughts and feelings. Um, I guess you could have like a, a a present narrator where they're telling the story as it's happening. 
not not like a recount, like uh, you know Katniss recounting, but they're jumping around, they're telling you things as it's happening now, in the now, in the here and now. Um, I guess that would still be a, a an omniscient viewpoint. All right, wow. So that's what's been on my mind this week. I'm hope I I just really hope that you've taken something away from the conversation and and this journey. And I didn't want to take the journey alone. I wanted to recount what was happening. I wanted to share the things that I already do know a lot about, which is really more on the technical side from publishing nonfiction books. Um, so I want to be able to share that with all of you, especially if you're new to trying to publish books or you're wondering what software to use and, and just all of those things. Um, that is my hope is that you'll be, that'll be the takeaway that you're getting. Um, Oh, one last thing. I did I have created a Patreon page um as a way that that you the listener can not only support the growth of the podcast uh to help you know not not just the growth but to avoid the need to bring in kind of outside things to support it financially like uh ads and and nonsense like that nonsenses Unrelated to writing, I'm trying to avoid. So you can go to patreon.com slash writing with Sean. And uh, it's it's $5 a month. You help support this. And not only that, starting in October, there'll be exclusive content being added to that, um, which will be related to the first thing I want to do is I want to talk about the tool that I'm using for writing this novel. And spoiler alert, it's not one of those highly paid for. It's It's actually a free tool. Uh, it's a free tool. It's cloud-based. So I'm doing my writing from multiple locations. And listen, I own Scrivener. I own Vellium. Um, I own all the. I own these tools that cost lots of money. Uh, but there's a tool out there uh, that's free, and it's getting the job done wonderfully for me. And it's what I keep referring to when I'm telling you about the. Uh, uh, where, how far along I am in the writing process. I'm just going to tell you what it is. Um, it's Readsy, and that is basically a site or a service. So, readsy.com, it's exactly like it sounds read C, read S Y. And, uh, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to create a video or a tutorial around how to use that free tool, but you could probably go find it and access, access it yourself. And pick it up really, really quickly. But those are the type of things I'm going to be adding to the Patreon uh, page as exclusive content starting in October. Um, so please consider supporting the podcast by becoming a Patreon at patreon.com, writing with Sean. All right, that's all I have for you today. It's a short broadcast, um, but things are going to get crazier and crazier as this process grows. Uh, if there is some indie authors, um, content creators who are doing their own thing, who have been successful, that you want to hear from, you want me to interview them and talk to them about their writing process and all that stuff, leave that in the comments below or shoot me an email. You can now contact me by simply going to seanosbin.com or seanosbinauthor.com. All right, keep writing, keep trying. I'll speak to you guys soon.